Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for joining us back here for part two of Leave the Corners, a command to be compassionate. You may or may not know that there's only about two minutes in between part one and part two as far as recording goes. And so at the end of part one, I got a little worked up because I just feel like the the, the full gospel reality continues to become more and more clear to me as I study and every conversation that I have that's that's biblically oriented about who we are or what we're doing or why we're here or why we were created or why there's this, why there's that all points me back without any effort now to this to the ancient way understanding of of so many ways that were set and established eons ago many things at, at creation itself. And, and so as I talk about this and, and I open my mouth, it is, it is like it's a vast ocean that just gushes out about the all that I have right now towards my father's ways and his cyclical patterns that are clearly seen from beginning to end in this awesome word of God um, that often goes untapped, untouched, um, as as a as a New Testament church that just constantly talks about grace and forgiveness and never moves any further. But as we looked at in in Ezekiel thirty six, all these prophecies about a, a, the heart exchange and new creation reality was unto the purpose so that we can be caused to walk in our Father's laws, <laughs> keeping His rulings and doing them. What is the purpose of our regeneration? It's, fi- it's found within walking in covenant with our Father, with, our, with our, our Elohim of all Elohims. And so we set the table about, again, to, end, to begin where we ended part one. We established in part one, hopefully, my attempt in regards to leave the corners, a command to be compassionate, is this. We have to know, we had to know, had to be presented the... the, the the distinction between those in covenant who are commanded to be compassionate and those who are outside covenant who are in need of our compassion. And thereby, we fulfill the commandment to be compassionate the way that we have been shown compassion, which is what we're really going to move into here. So we talked about the 50 days from first fruits to Shavuot, and, and that led me to um, Leviticus chapter 22 where we find some specifics to memorialize uh, Shavuot and Pentecost specifically. Um, and as we read in Leviticus 19, 9 and 10, it is found here again, almost word for word. And so this really caught my attention again, because today here in our home, we're, we're memorializing, celebrating um, Shavuot and Pentecost um, right now, today. <laughs> um, so Leviticus 22 says it this way. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor gather the gleaning of your harvest. You shall leave the corners for the poor and needy, and for the alien, sojourner, stranger. And here we are again, the Hebrew word gar. I am Yahweh, your Elohim. Again, it's almost identical to Leviticus 19, 9 and 10. It's almost verbatim. Um, but, but one thing that we have to talk about is I never properly understood in my Christian upbringing um, that there was always a way in, if you will, for the foreigner, for the stranger. Now, we knew probably for our whole lives that, well, there was a mixed multitude um, that went with Yahweh's people, and there was 
there were all these coming in and well, but I never really remember being told how they came in, what they did. Uh, my wife, we talked about this, of course, and, and she even brought up, well, what about, she brought up New Testament examples. We've talked about Cornelius on here um, on, and, and how he, he was on the outside, but because he did what was required, he was brought in. And we know, we know the story of Cornelius, and we won't go there for, uh, for the sake of time. But aliens, foreigners, strangers, those on the outside could come into faith all the way back to the Israelites now. And before that even, um, via covenant, via keeping of the, command, the commandments. <laughs> we see this with Passover. Passover is a good example. Um, circumcision was the requirement. It's spelled out word for word. You you want to join in. Again, we're just using lay terms here. You want to be a part? You want to commemorate, memorialize, celebrate? This is how. This is what you do. <laughs> um, covenant was and is in the new covenant. It's always the key. It is always the key to being within or without. Okay. The imagery is wonderful um, and imperative for us to understand. Um, it gives us access to covenant now in Messiah. Just like we saw, if you're in covenant, if you're in covenant, covenant, <laughs> you can now walk in my laws. You can now, in covenant, keep my rulings. Now, because you're in covenant, you can now do them. Here we are, new covenant, because you are washed in the blood of Yeshua Messiah, because you are regenerated, moved from death to life, darkness to light, everything we've even read in the preceding text in this series. Because of all these things that you are now, that you were not formerly, now you can begin to do things that make you my holy, set-apart, consecrated possession. This is of utmost importance and needs repeated in every way we can come up with. We were strangers, foreigners, and aliens on the outside of covenant. We were not a people. But in Messiah, in the extension of the new covenant, we have what? As we already said, we've been brought near. We know that through the scripture. Covenantally joining ourselves to Father by losing our lives for the sake of Messiah. We abandon our old ways, the ways of the Goyim nations, the Gentiles. We choose Father's ways. Now, in Leviticus, it details, um, details of Torah were given to the Israelites, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the world doesn't need law. And again, keep in mind, we're still talking about the in and out, okay? Because this is, this is a absolutely necessary for us to understand this command to be compassionate. Um, and we talk about it all the time, I know. Yahweh has a governmental order for all of humanity, just like we've recently established. Uh, Father's... Father's ways were established at creation, just like the seasons, the Sabbath, etc. Um, the only question is, well, you either choose to enter into his ways or you're out. You, you receive and do as he has commanded, or you rebel and you go the ways of the nations. It's that simple. That is, that is a deeper biblical understanding of are you saved or not? Are you being saved? Okay, that's a, a more scriptural way of, of even presenting that question. You either enter covenant or you reject it. It's, it's one or the other. Um, we know that the law is intact for all of humanity because death reigned from Adam to Moses. That's in Romans 5. Um, the Torah announces what sin is. 
Okay, the wages of sin is death. We know this. Um, it's always been that way. Uh, proper wor- wording of Romans 2.12 says this, For all who have sinned outside of Torah will also perish outside of Torah, and all who have sinned according to Torah and will be judged by Torah. All of the law apl- applies to all people. All of the law applies to all people, friends. Okay? <laughs> this is very simple. There is one law code that Yahweh Elohim gave humanity. And if you're saying, well, well, Yeshua rescinded all of that and, and undid it and gave two new commands, we're going to address that as well, because that will come into play here as we discuss a command to be compassionate. So if, if we go to our primary text in Leviticus, when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field. And you shall not gather the gleaning of your harvest. Instead, you shall leave them for the poor and needy. And you shall leave them for the aliens, the strangers, um, the gar, those who are on the outside. Um, Does the entire earth, does humanity do this as a whole? Um, Of course not. Um, Self. Right now, perhaps as much as any age that has preceded us, everything is about self. Um, Many Christian doctrines are all about self. Uh, worship, worship songs are about self. Um, what do you need? What do you need freed from? What can God give you? What blessing are you due? Um, get all that you can. And, and to use this, this, this example as a metaphor, um, if you don't leave the corners um, in, in, in a descriptive way of how we live our lives— we go to the edge, man, in 2022. I live um, with pastures on both sides and, and our neighbors here with an adjoining, uh, he calls it the meadow. I would call it a pasture, but, or maybe to use the word correctly pronunciated, a meadow, but it's the meadow. Um, <laughs> you get every, every grain that you can. You get every last little stalk of grain. Now, why do you do that? Because you need it all. <laughs> you go to the corner and you get every last bit that you can. Why? Because that's mine. That's my land and I need it. You understand what this is saying in Leviticus. To leave the corners is to purposely swing in and leave on purpose a boundary on the exterior of your harvest for those who are on the outside who are needy, who are poor, and for those who are outside of of in this sense, we're of course using this spiritually uh, as a metaphor. Those who are outside of the covenant, those who are outside of Yahweh's people, you purposely leave some of what is yours because it's not yours anyway. It's a gift from Elohim of Elohim's. Because, and we're going to get to this in much greater measure, because it shows those people that the Father in heaven sees them and wants to extend to them the same invitation that brought you in, friend. And man, we're going to hit that hard and heavy here in just a little bit, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. And, and let's, just, let's just put our thumb on evangelical Christianity for a minute. This is our land. You ever heard that lately? The old God and guns crowd? This is our nation. Get out. You get out. You're illegal. You don't pay taxes. You get food stamps. You're dirty. You're homeless. Get out of here. This is ours. Every square inch 
is for our use. And if you don't like it here, get on out, right? Let's just be hard. I don't have a problem with that. It's the dangers of nationalism that creeps into this this principle for us to live according to if in fact we are in covenant with the father anything that we that we live within the confines of and we start saying it's ours this is mine you can't have you can't take are you kidding me everything in my life is right here i mean what about abraham and his son hello how can we look at these biblical patterns and literal literal examples of men who went before us, who held everything like this and said, hey, I own nothing here. I don't deserve one thing, and none of it is my possession to have. You can't take this from me. Friend, this principle really runs deep, and many people can easily say, oh, I'm benevolent. I give to the poor. I help a homeless ministry. I write a check to this ministry. I pay for missionaries to fly to Africa. I give a guy a ride when he's walking on. Whatever we can come up with to just prop ourselves up and say, oh, I already do that, brother. I do that already. Well, friends, maybe we do, and yes and amen to that. But let's really peer into our heart of hearts and hear and say, in what ways does this reveal in me a go-to-the-edge-of-the-corner lifestyle? What is it in your life, friend, that's like, uh-uh, no way am I giving that up. No way am I sharing in this. No way am I allowing this. This is mine. I see it permeate many, many believers in my life. And me too. Me too. There are ways in me is like, oh, oh, wait, this is mine. Mine. <laughs> we, need to, we need to be willing to look hard at those things and see if we are in any way opposed to this command to be compassionate. This get-all-you-can business permeates the church. But we're talking about a greater law, okay? (laughs) A greater Torah command to be compassionate. And you know what? On purpose now, leave the corners for those, not just, oh, we need to help the less fortunate. That's the Christian thing to do. I'm not talking about that. This is so much greater than that. This is so much greater than those little t-shirt slogans that we live according to in American Christianity. I'm talking about something that gets to the heart of us to say, you know what? I am going to deliberately show mercy to a people who, it doesn't say if they deserve it or not, but oh my gosh, oh yeah, I didn't deserve it either. And the Father showed me compassion. And that's key that we're going to hone in on again here in just a minute. Likewise, these verses about grace, mercy, kindness, leave the corners, is in Torah and applies to all people, okay? The law, listen to what I'm saying, the law demands mercy. It demands compassion. When we think of Torah, often as it was presented to most of us, we think of it as a a rigid, stern law code that no man can probably keep anyway. That's what I was taught. I was told that only a year ago in a Bible study that I randomly went to because the father said, go here and sit in this Bible study with a room full of people you don't know, and I'm going to speak to you. And that day they were talking about how the old, rigid Torah law was done away with in Jesus, and thankfully we're in an age of grace now, and if we want to go back under the law, then we're in a burdensome, horrible life that was never meant for us because man could never keep it to begin with. An hour later, 
I had a question. <laughs> but that's what we were handed. But what about the law demanding compassion? The law demanding mercy? This, of course, opposes what Yahweh said word for word. This is uh, you know, Deuteronomy chapter 3. The commandments aren't too hard for you, friend. We've already mentioned that. These are not beyond you. You can do this if the Ezekiel prophecy has come to pass for you, which is you have a heart now capable of doing so, filled by Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Today's text, the primary one in Leviticus, reminds us that Father's law reveals what is in his heart. Because again, I like to talk about that and always bring it back to, all right, well, what's Father's heart? What does he want? What does he think? And everything else is really insignificant. My opinion doesn't mean anything. What does he want? Well, he is kind. <laughs> he is merciful. He is giving. He is inclusive. He was. He is now. He will always be. What? What does he say? I desire none to perish. What's the greater understanding towards that? I desire all of, the, all of humanity to willfully choose to surrender their heart of stone, receive a heart of flesh, and so that I can write my law upon it and they can be my possession, my people. That's his heart's desire. I wonder how many aliens, strangers, and sojourners would come into the faith if we were all more like what we have been commanded to be in this manner. Perhaps this principle would, along with physically blessing them, of course, this filled hungry bellies. Yes, of course. But could it possibly have also led them into the faith? Very likely. Let's talk about that for just a minute. This is a picture, a snapshot, of a, a, a literal example of how we can live lives that adopt this principle and that are always being cognizant of the fact that there are millions of people outside of covenant that will only be intrigued to come into covenant with the Creator because they see His compassion, mercy, and kindness that He has extended to us also equally extended to them. Okay? So we, have better, we had better be very careful and cautious that we don't lose, lose our first love reality of forgetting our former condition. We cannot forget our former ways in the sense that the way we've been delivered, set free, and brought into a covenant reality that we did not earn, that we do not earn now, that we do not deserve, and that was only extended to us because of the mercy, kindness, and compassion of our Father. Friends, we have got to walk constantly aware and remembering we have been extended mercy, and thereby we must extend mercy as well and compassion and kindness because this will lead other people to look in. They might peer in and say, oh, that's why he's doing that. I want to know his Elohim. I want to become one who enters covenant like he's entered covenant because I see firsthand a compassionate father. It's what we're called to do. It is a command to be compassionate. Outsiders, if we did this, would, would possibly see a more full picture of Yahweh. Yes, he is holy. He alone is Elohim. 
Yes, He has given law to abstain from things. Yes, He has given boundaries. Yes, He has drawn out lines that you stay within for your own good. Yes and amen. All of His ways are perfectly established to keep His people within the confines of His goodness, mercy, and kindness. Including this command to leave the corners for those who are on the outside looking in. Because, friends, there are those looking at our life. You do know that. There are people looking at our life. Whether we know it or not, we have been called and shown how to walk, how to live. We have been given commands, including this one, to be compassionate. What did Yeshua say to these kind of matters as he spoke to the faction of Pharisees that opposed him? This is Matthew 23, 23. Quote, you have neglected the weightier provisions of the Torah, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. In other words, the, one of the accusations brought against them that was absolutely true by Yeshua was you've forgotten how to be merciful. You've, in your elevated state and your lofty position, you have forgotten who you are, friend. You've forgotten that anything good that is within you is a gift from my Father. Just as the law demands a life of sacrifice, yes, it also demands mercy. It demands compassion. It is part of Yahweh's holiness. Because as we always talk on the program for the last several years, holiness is distinction. Holiness is a set-apart Distinct one. Holy is distinct, consecrated, separate. So, therefore, one of the Elohim of Elohim's qualities is he is compassionate. He is full of mercy. It is part of a component that makes him holy because other gods do not function in that manner. There is none like him, friend. A clear and distinct marker for a true believer should be what we see commanded here in today's text. This should not be hard for us if, if we really grasp what great mercy we have been shown. Yahweh provided the sacrifice through His Son, and His righteousness is fulfilled in us. But do the requirements of the law end here? Are we done now, as we already talked about back in part one? What now? (laughs) Remember, uh, remember the parable of the unforgiving servant, Matthew chapter 18. And Yeshua says this about uh, this, this parable. You wicked servant. Okay, wicked servant. Oh, man, this, I wanted, like, I started to do this uh, side study on this. And, oh, boy, I had to come back. I'm going to have to keep trucking here. This is, this is very profound. I will have to revisit this one. But Yeshua says, you wicked servant, I forgave all that debt because you pleaded with me. Again, this is the parable. Wasn't it necessary for you also to show mercy to your fellow servant just as I showed mercy to you? (laughs) Can I just, I have to just say this before I move on. Oh my gosh, so wait a second. This is a forgiven servant and a wicked servant. Chew on that, won't you, for a minute. Do you understand this parable Yeshua is giving? where this this master is speaking to his forgiven servant and then calling him wicked, 
Man, boy, we better, we need to kind of marinate on that one for a while. That's going to have to be another day. But this is the same mercy. If we'd follow this word, this is the same mercy that first appears when Yeshua said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall what? Obtain, receive mercy. Okay? You want mercy? You give mercy. Want to ob- obtain and add mercy to your life? Show mercy. Again, leave the corners. A command to be compassionate. It only takes a moment to track this back to uh, the book of Numbers. We see the same verbiage in the ironic blessing, which I thought was awesome. Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious. Be merciful to you. Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and what? Give you peace. Same word, same thread of thought throughout the entire word of God. You have been shown mercy, friend. Now you need to show mercy and compassion. A sign that one has received Father's mercy and kindness and compassion is that he extends that same kindness, mercy, and compassion to others. It should look like something in our lives. It has to. There needs to be fruit on the tree of mercy. Or else I would say that we have forgotten um, our first love. We have forgotten that every single thing we have was not earned in any way whatsoever. Um, let's see what's next. We've got some biblical examples of sojourners, aliens, strangers um, amongst Yahweh's people. This is going to take a little time, so I'm probably going to move it into part three. We might be able to conclude, I don't know, it's looking like maybe two more parts yet, as we talk about leave the corners. The principles found within this Leviticus text um, giving us a command to be compassionate. Friend, have you really thought about that before? I'm asking a question. I know, I know a lot of what, again, they probably wouldn't call themselves this, but people that would be categorized as Hebrew roots people who are very fascinated with learning um, Yahweh's Torah and walking in his ways and what we eat and what we do and what we memorialize and, and what we watch and what we, all these things in our life. And we, we attempt to live in a way that is worthy of this, this calling that we have been brought into, this, this covenant journey that we are in. Um, but my question is, have you really thought about that? Have you thought about the fact that we have been commanded to be compassionate? We have been commanded to be merciful. We have been commanded to, in light of our lives, leave the corners for those who are on the outside, the alien, the stranger, the sojourner. Um, it is a command. So chew on that some more, won't you? As we begin to move into part three, we're going to read some text, like I said, um, it's going to take a little bit of time. I love it when we just read the Bible. We're going to go through a lot of Leviticus, man. It's all over that. To create another uh, principle of understanding that some of us may possess and some may not at all. And uh, we'll kind of see where we all land with that here in the next part. Um, you're watching the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You can find us on Facebook, all those things. Email us, pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for watching. We will be back for part three um, coming up. Next, after this, amen.